Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, November 16, 2020, and today we're reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 2, There is a Solution, page 17, the third paragraph, the tremendous fact for every one of us, and just reading that one paragraph. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 Steps, Mary G, 12 Traditions, Elana P. Reading the text are Penny C, Craig F, and Barbara P. And the reference number for Sunday, November 15, 2020, special edition, is 15,789. That's 15789. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has, okay, someone's clanging dishes, if you could please mute yourself. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary G. to read the 12 steps. Mary, star one. Sorry about that. Good morning. This is Mary G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Minnesota. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. 
Thank you, Mary. Okay, will Elena P. please read the 12 traditions? My name's Elana P., a compulsive overeater, anorexic bulimic from Pennsylvania. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Ilana. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in chapter two, there is a solution, page 17, the third paragraph, the tremendous fact and reading just that one paragraph and i will ask penny c to begin reading thank you katie this is penny c i'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the boston area the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who still suffer from alcoholism. I remember reading this for the first time in a group, and we were told just to stay with it, with it not, to, not to read ahead, but to stay with it We read. We, we read a little bit more than one paragraph at a time, but 
um, you know, we, we didn't look ahead. And I kept, the whole time, kept thinking, so they're telling me that there's a common solution. Well, what is it? And the truth is that um, we're not going to find out till eight more pages. They're not going to tell us exactly what it is. They're going to tell us in this chapter more about the illness, the alcoholic himself or herself, but we won't find out till finally it's going to tell me what I already know now is that it's a vital spiritual experience. That's the solution. So that this chapter has meant a lot, very, very much to me because I thought the solution was just stop eating. In fact, I thought I had found the solution. Uh, you know, I worked for a national commercial, well, international now, commercial diet club, and I I had figured it out, and I told other people, you literally starve for two weeks, you get weighed in at the monthly meeting that you had to go to, and then you could eat anything you wanted for two weeks. And I believed that. No one ever told me that, you know, the solution was spiritual. And with my extensive and strict religious upbringing, I never, never thought, it's hard for me to imagine that I never thought that God could help me with my problem, which I didn't know was compulsive eating. I thought my problem was just that I like to eat, and that's all. So I am so grateful that I I found out that this, Spiritual solution is what I I was given and and daily, you know, the most important fact of my life, the book tells me, is the presence of, the awareness of the presence of God. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Penny. Okay, so um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day and or the others might share their experience. Who would like to share on the third paragraph on page 17? Sigrid F. Rick, Rick J. Sigrid. This is Larry K. Melissa C. Okay. Okay, okay I got Sigrid F., Rick J., Larry K., Melissa C. Who else? Tom A. Sarah M. Tom A. And someone M. Who? Laura L. Uh, short for Philomena. Laura. Okay, Phil M. Phil what? There's a loud noise. I'm in, I can't hear very well. Okay, I missed some of the names after. Okay, I got Laura L. I got Philomena. Um, was there a Tommy? Okay, who yes. else did I miss? Tom, Tom okay, A, good. yes. Okay, good, Tom. Okay, um, and who else after Philomena? Okay, well, that's a good lineup. Let's go with Sigrid F, Rick J, Larry K, Melissa C, Tom A, Laura L, and Philomena. I think it's um Okay, go ahead, please, Sigrid F. And if you're not Sigrid, please mute yourself. Thanks so much. Good morning, everybody. Sigrid F. in South Florida. So, obviously, this really talking about the WE program, which being somebody who thinks she's terminally unique, is 
just always a surprise. When I read it again, I have to remember, yeah, it's not all about me. It's about the program. But the two words that really came to me this morning were absolutely and action. Because very little in life is all or nothing. But in this case, we're learning that all of us who come from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different religions, and don't agree on a lot of things, can agree on this thing. And that really stood out to me. Um, and I'm grateful during this last year of turmoil with so many different opinions about so many different things that I could come to this safe spot and really agree on this one thing. The second word was action, upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious, not, act, not love, right? action. And I like to joke, I've been asked, what's my favorite OA slogan? And my favorite OA slogan is just do it, Nike, because my mind wants to tell me, you know, you don't have to do this or you don't have to do that. But yes, I do, whether I want to or not. So the program of action. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Sigrid. Okay, Rick J., you're up, followed by Larry K. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, good to hear you on the line this morning. My name's Rick J. I am a compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Recovered, but not cured, as my dear friend says. And I uh, love this little paragraph. I love that it starts it off by saying the tremendous fact you know and for me a fact it's a reality and for me this is a reality um you know and the we you know we together have discovered a common solution and we also share a common problem um you know those who suffer from alcoholism those who suffer from compulsive overeating that is our common problem and we're in a common solution together so we have a way out. I've heard that uh, the book, the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, was originally going to be entitled The Way Out, but it was already taken. But I do love that there is a way out. And, and it is like just uh, was shared. It's, it's in the action. It's in the action that I take today. Um, and it's up to me. You know, we can be on the line together, but it's up to me to do the actions to get recovered, you know, and to stay in recovery, to stay connected to my higher power, which we learn is, you know, is truly the ultimate way out, you know, is this connection to the higher power because we are powerless in our common problem. And um, we're taking my daughter to uh, her uh, treatment center this morning, and I'm praying that uh, she can find a way out for herself, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to be recovered for her and I'm um, feeling, feeling very connected and loved and supported this morning. Um, you know, thanks to everybody that's out there and all your thoughts and prayers and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Okay. Larry K. it's your turn followed by Melissa C. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for your service. Um, you know, we read about this common solution. When you find uh, truth 
uh, your actions will be in alignment with it. But you're not going to make a sucker out of me. And this step work was far down my list of activities because I, I, I didn't want to be that sucker. And I was there. I was in the rooms. So I was desperate. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to buy into this idea of a spiritual malady. And that was critical, that I buy into the fact I identify with the spiritual malady. If it's just a physical malady, then there is no common solution. There's lots of different solutions for the common cold that I would chase after. And I, I came into this room, and, I, and again, the step work was far down the list of my activities. And I was in good company because it was far down the list of these other beautiful, lovely people that I was around. It was far down the list of their activities as well. And as far as I was concerned, this was pure fantasy, although I didn't voice it to you, didn't want to insult you. But you're not going to insult my intelligence by suggesting that I cannot solve this deal by asserting my will. How dare you? I resent the implication that there's some, you know, fantastical power that I'm somehow not connected with. How dare you? How dare you touch my pride? And in my prideful state, I thought, you know, you're telling me I'm lacking access to power? Who do you think you are? Meanwhile, I continue to eat and eat and eat and resent and hurt people. And I continued through that disconnection of a, a truth that I would not accept. And in the big book on page 64, in how it works, we'll get there. It says, when the spiritual malady, the spiritual disease, is overcome, we straighten, we straighten out mentally and physically. But don't you, don't you, don't you imply that, you know what 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 I need to do? Not this important guy. No, not until the disease continued to beat on me. I didn't, I didn't hear those voices. They were out there. They're on this line. I didn't hear your voice. Who do you think you are? And then I stayed stuck, thrashing about until I was beaten into a, into a humble place. The disease did its job. Some people die before the disease beats us into that humble state of being willing to accept the truth that I didn't have access to power. And I'm grateful. Thank God that I was, I was, I was brought to my knees by this disease. With that, I pass. Thank you for your service, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Okay, now we'll have Melissa C. followed by Tom A. Hi, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa C. I'm a compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I, I, I look at this paragraph and I have to, like, I have to look back at the paragraph before because the paragraph before talks about that, um, you know, we're, you know, we've, we've been, um, rescued and that um and that we have a common peril but that's just one element and that that wouldn't be enough to bind us so just because i have a shared problem with people so okay the problem solved and then you go off on your merry way and but this paragraph really says um the reason that we have um a fellowship right which which is Part of what's being discussed here is that um, our survival doesn't just end, you know, the day we've gotten rescued. Our survival is completely dependent upon us 
getting back in the water and rescuing others. And so that's the brotherly and harmonious action, I, I believe, that they're really talking about, that, yeah, there's a way out, but I can't do the way out alone. Um, I actually needed other people. I needed a support. I needed a spiritual experience, which, you know, part of um, developing my spiritual muscle and maintaining my spiritual muscle is through self-sacrifice and working with others. So self-sacrifice means I'm like I'm sacrificing, you know, my comfort to help others. I'm I'm doing this work with other people. And, you know, this disease um, for me lived, you know, it lived and thrived and did all its work when I was alone. That's when it got me. It really... Um, I ate alone, right? I binged alone. I planned my diets alone. You know, I, I cried about what it was doing to me alone. I, you know, I, I did all of, all of my solving was done in isolation. And then I know that all of the, um, all of the recovery does not happen in isolation. Yes, it's a power greater than us, but I need human beings to connect me into that power as well. And, I, you know, harmonious means that it's not just one note. And I love, like, there's an AA speaker I love that says, we come here and we're like Johnny One Note. It's me, 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 me. And harmonious means there's other notes here. There's other voices. There's other people. Um, this disease is not meant to be solved in isolation. We absolutely need a fellowship. Once recovered, we have to get in there and help other people. And um, thanks for that. I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, Tom A., you're up, followed by Laura L. Thanks, uh, Tom A. from Greenbelt, Maryland. Really happy to be here on the call this morning. Uh, you know, I'm struck this morning by the, the name of this chapter, There is a Solution, and how... Uh, bold a statement that was at the time it was written. There was so little hope for alcoholics and for people like us compulsive eaters at the time. Uh, and yet they were able to say there is a solution. And then in this paragraph that there's a common solution and we absolutely agree. And uh, I, I, when I first came to the 12 steps into recovery, <clears throat> I came in January and I went to church in the, the first spring I began to see flowers and things I'd never seen before in my life because I was so depressed. And I went to church and they were singing, there's hope today. And I began to cry because I realized that I had hope for the first time, uh, that I didn't have to sit at intersections and wonder whether I should ease my car out into the, into the front of a truck or I didn't have to wonder <clears throat> why every time I ate certain foods, I couldn't stop. Uh, and it is a spiritual malady, and we have a spiritual solution. It says later on in Chapter 5 that the point is we're willing to grow along spiritual lines. And, and while we have a, a, an agreement on how we recover through these 12 steps, the tactics of how we do it, how each person surrenders, Bill Wilson was clear that not everybody has the same spiritual awakening he has and that we all come to our spiritual awakening different. But the point is we ha our spirits have to come awake. We have to admit we're powerless. I have to admit I'm powerless and I have to admit it daily. 
and the rebellion voice always wants to be negotiating about some food. You know, I was in a conversation with my sponsor last week about a couple foods and uh, you know, it was, a, it was a tense conversation because I felt like he was being, his point of view was too rigid for me. And the only way I can decide whether he's rigid or I'm crazy is to pray is to ask my higher power to help me listen with an open heart and an open mind, and then to apply these 12 steps to my life. And so I have to have the, the second step and, and believe that I can be, that I can surrender to a higher power that I believe in, and then be in the care and love of that higher power. And that is for me the common solution, that I change and then I uh, pass it on, I admit defeat, I change and, I, and then I pass it on. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get all <clears throat> excited and think that uh, everyone should have this and uh, uh, there should be some way to figure out how to give it to them perfectly. And uh, I really have to remember that, again, the common solution is that each person has the right to find their own higher power in their own time, in their own way. And that's what they told me when I came here. And the 12 Time, please. Oh, yep, way to do that. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Tom. Okay, Laura L., you're up, followed by Phil M. Hi, Laura L., um, recovered in Pennsylvania. Um, thank you, everyone, for sharing. Um, I definitely can relate the common problem. You know, I look at it as food. I thought it was food and then learned it was self. Um, the common solution is abstinence in the steps um, and self-reduction and to know that I'm the problem. Um, that idea of being driven by a hundred forms of self, you know, I could have a vital spiritual experience at a traffic light. I mean, I don't need to, you know, read all of these fancy books or, or whatnot. Um, you know, sometimes my, my actions don't always look harmonious, but it doesn't really matter because God doesn't care how I come. He just cares what I do. Um, I had this experience with, you know, for two years straight, I drove my son to preschool on this one route. There was no alternative route. I got stuck in this traffic light. I called it the um, punishment light. And I would go through eight cycles of this traffic light. It would be red, be red, and then finally, finally, I would turn green. And then a school bus would come on the other side and put out its stop sign. And then I couldn't go, and I'd be on the ninth cycle. And I'd be like, some days I'd be spiritually fit and be able to deal with this traffic light. Other days I would be hating everyone around me. Um, you know, as I'm sitting at this traffic light, it really, it's really clear to me you know, that self enters and just kind of reminds me that this is all about me and I'm going to be late. Then all of a sudden you have the noticer comes in and notices that there's, there's a child being picked up in front of his, his, his porch with his mother and that my kid's not being picked up. Then self-seeking, you know, why can't my kid get picked up in front of his house? And I'm self-righteous and judging anger of judging this woman and how she's dressed. Um, this mother, she's in her pajamas and slippers and real working women shouldn't dress like this. And self-pity comes in the minivan. I mean, my God, the minivan only holds seven people, you know, at this point now, self-pity he taps me on the shoulder and tells me oh my god you're the only working mother on the planet everyone else is married to a rich man and before you know it i'm a freaking mess i'm smiling my beautiful four-year-old sitting in the minivan and inside i want to just kill everyone and thank god for this this solution you know thank god for 10 steps once i get him out of the car so he doesn't have to hear my garbage and thank god you know for four steps and for 11 steps and all that stuff but some days you know you couldn't move me from my mark i was right 
um, one day I get called from work to go see a patient because this other colleague of mine screwed up. So I get sent to see this patient. I'm near this punishment light, you know, this traffic light, but it's not rush hour traffic. So there's no traffic. I get all screwed up. The GPS takes me to this back alley 10 times. I call this woman. She comes out of her house. She's in a sweatshirt. She's in her pajamas and her slippers. I go into her house to this back alley. Now I know I'm near this punishment light, but I don't know where I am. I can't even locate myself at this point. I go in, she takes down her hood. She has no hair. She had breast cancer with vents to the bone and to the brain and she had brain surgeries. She tells me how she has four, four kids, all my kids' ages. She's my age. She's dying. She's dying of cancer. And she tells me that um, she's been giving, she gives her two sons these infusions because they have sickle cell anemia and they had just given these, they have pork. I mean, it was terrible. And I couldn't believe it. She asked me if I wanted to have a seat. I was a little afraid because the house was messy and I sit down and I look out and there's the light and I'm in this woman's house that I have judged for two years. I am sitting in her house and I am telling you, if you I, I, the spiritual experience that I had just sitting there, I could never have imagined. I was the one that got to tell her then when her mother, when, when she ended up dying, you know, I got to tell her seven-year-old that she had passed. But one thing I'll just say is, you know, I don't always get what I want, but I get what I need. And when I get what I need, I find it was always what I wanted in the first place. And that I can have a vital spiritual experience and that presence and awareness of God anywhere, even at a traffic light. And that is our common solution. So thank you. Thank you, Laura. Okay. Phil M., it's your turn, and then we'll open it up for more shares on the third paragraph on page 17. Hello. Uh, I am Phil M., a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater living in Northern Ireland, and what a privilege to, to, to be here. Thank you so much, Katie, for your, for your service. Um, so we have a common solution, a way out, on which we can absolutely agree. And, and this is just incredible. And last year, did I need a way out? I really did. My life was just all about me. It was so narrow and food and the TV. And uh, sometimes I was desperate for more food, but I would have been paralyzed by laziness and lethargy. I could not even muster the energy to take the car to buy the garbage that I didn't need, but desperately wanted. Then last year, last September, just such a short time, I found a great sponsor and worked the program, uh, the Vision Way, and uh, recovered, thankfully. And my recovery spoke to others. In the past, I could never convince anyone about anything. And really, I still can't. But my happiness and my recovery speaks to others. And this morning on an early bird uh, Zoom meeting of OA, I oh, had such a joy. Uh, I heard a young man who a matter of months ago was quite miserable. Now he is well and happy and positive. And now I had very little to do with his transformation, but what a huge honor it really is to be able to mention vision and then to see that person working through this common solution, growing and developing and changing. Um, so, and I asked him if he would share at uh, my face-to-face meeting on Friday evening, and he's free, he's going to do it, and I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, so, and this morning already, I've been on to an early bird Zoom meeting. Um, I've had three outreach calls. Um, I've gone to a writing group, a weekly writing group, uh, 
my life is just transformed, absolutely transformed. And it's with the help of my uh, brothers and sisters in this program. And thank you also very much for being here. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Phil. And okay, so if you just joined us, we remind you that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who else would like to share on page 17, the third paragraph? The tremendous fact. Anita L. Anita L. Anna M. Anna M. Diane C. Diane C. Rocky E. I'm, for, I'm sorry, what E? Rocky E. Rocky E. Okay. We have time for a few more. Katie G. Katie G. Irene B. Irene B. Lida C. Sheer F. Lida C. And Sheer F. Patty F. I'm sorry, who was that? Patty F. Patty F. Okay. I'm not positive we'll get to all of these, but you never know. So I have Anita L, Ann M, Anna M, Diane C, Rocky E, Katie G, Irene B, Lita C, Sheer F, and Patty F. Go ahead, please, Anita L. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L outside of Philadelphia, uh, recovered just for today by the grace of my higher power. And, uh, you know, I I debated, should I talk? Should I say anything? And then I realized, you know, I really do have a message of hope to share with others. Um, I came into this program because I wanted to lose weight. And I've stayed because I wanted to learn how to love myself because I saw others in, in the fellowship. Uh, at, at meetings, in person, carrying the message that they were once hopeless and now they're living a life beyond their wildest dreams. And uh, and so I stayed and I had recovery off and on and and lived a beautiful life. However, there were times when I was still into the food and... Then um, in April, I got this wonderful sponsor. I've had many wonderful sponsors in the past. Some are listening on this line this morning. Um, however, this this woman, she took me through the steps a different way than I ever did it before, which baffled me because I'd been in this program for decades and I never heard of this this one way and and reading from the big book and listening to podcasts, etc. And then I became recovered really quickly. I did it quickly because I was desperate. I couldn't stand the way I was living because emotionally, it wasn't even the food, it was emotionally. I didn't like how my life was going. And uh, 
the thing I really wanted to share was on the action. And, you know, all those years I did have recovery and I did at times, I, I felt I was recovered for years. However, what I was doing was kind of picking and choosing what action I wanted to take. And then eventually, you know, of course, the spiritual went first and then I got back into the food. And today, my attitude change is that I need to do it all. And I need to live in 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. And I'm doing it all every day. Pretending I'm a beginner. However, I'm a beginner whose my higher power has granted me the, the gift of recovery. And so now to honor my higher power and myself, my disease also, I live in 10, 11, and 12. And each day I wake up, I surrender all those steps over to my higher power. And I say that I can't do it. You can, and I give it Time, to you. Please. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Anita. Okay, Anna, Anna M. Followed by Diane C. Star one, Anna. Or Ann. Good morning. Hi, this um, is Anna M. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you. Okay. Okay, thank you so much for your service, and thank you, everyone, for being on the line. Um, there is a solution. The title of this chapter and then the paragraph we looked at was the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. And I, like the previous shares, talked about the pay, the pay and ways and all of that, and which never really worked. And the realization for me, at least, being recovered is that this is a this is a spiritual solution, and the solution is that I don't do the things I used to do, like the way I used to live my life before, and the way I live my life now are completely a three sixty opposite. And now, you know, the idea of trusting and relying on God, finite rather than finite self, is is really you know the more I keep sticking around, the more I realize how I had it all wrong for so many years, and one of the things that I say is that I was a frequent flyer because I've been in programs for in OA for 27 years and, and um, I'm not that old. I'm only 53. And, and um, so I've had this thing for many years and the, and the idea that I actually can sit here and say with, with, you know, certainty that the solution is, is this like this meeting and the people on the meeting in the middle of a pandemic I'm uh, you know every morning I'm on the meeting and you know I had a call come in from California a couple of days ago and it wasn't really good news and um I was on the phone nonstop yesterday with the people in this fellowship talking it through because the old me would have been in the food totally into the food and you know pity and all that other stuff but thankfully you know this is the solution is here and for those of you that aren't um i just encourage people to keep coming back because the answer is here and you'll hear it by evidence by all the people on this line the magnificent recovery and the love that's given here i'm so so grateful for all of you and i and with that i pass thank you 
Thank you, Anna. Okay, Diane C., you're up, followed by Rocky E. Great. Hi, uh, this is Diane C. from the Baltimore area, and I'm so glad to be here. I'm gratefully recovered by the grace of God for today. Uh, one thing I love about the vision line being on here is hearing all of the accents, hearing the European accents and also hearing the accents from around the United States. I, I try to place them, um, and I just think it has been so such a joy. I just love um, hearing everyone's voices. It's like, uh, as I've been in the fellowship for about, uh, I guess about eight months, seven months, I, it feels so comforting. It's, it's really like, um, like a tapestry. And I think it's symbolic of the tapestry of, of who we are in this fellowship, that we are all different. We bring different colors and different weaves and different designs into the tapestry, but it is all one united um, product. And um, so, yes, I think I am so taken that we normally would not mix. We wouldn't even know each other. We wouldn't even know that we have different accents. Um, and I love that um, we have been rescued and we are joyful and relieved. And yes, um, as has been shared, we have to get back in the water to help others. And one thing I thought is there are sharks in that water. I have to get back in that water and there, there are sharks in that water and that's my disease. And to be safe from those sharks, I, I need something much, much bigger than myself. You know, a, a life preserver isn't going to do it. I need that spiritual solution. I need to connect to my higher power in a way that I never have before. I've had a relationship with God. I've had a higher power. And um, yet I was still suffering and baffled. And um, so having found that spiritual solution, um, I can see the commonalities I can see that I love those words, common, a common solution. We agree and we have harmonious action. However, it's not all the same. Um, we have different food plans. We have different ways that we work with our sponsors. We have different things that resonate with us, but the, the roots are the common solution. And, and I just am so encouraged by that this morning. In a, in a climate um, when not much, there is not much agreement, um, you know, uh, just with everything that's going around on around us, I'm not even going to go there. But um, there is not much agreement, and there's not much harmony. But that we can come together um, is just uh, so beautiful and so encouraging. And that is why I can uh, experience recovery today for the first time in my life. I was born a compulsive overeater. I, uh, I I just felt mired. I thought that this was just what I was going to be on this yo-yo for the rest of my life, and that was the best I could do. And I could have temporary relief, followed by overwhelming re remorse because it was I was always going to go back. And through this um, this common solution Time, and this please. beautiful fellowship, thank you. Um, I don't have to live that way anymore. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Diane. Rocky E. It's your turn, followed by Katie G. Star one, Rocky. Hi, this is Rocky E from New York. And, um, you know, I the, the gratefulness of dialing in and hearing all the voices every morning, to me, it's a miracle. To me, I, I don't take it for granted. 
that everybody shows up in this fellowship and gets to um, become become brotherly and harmoniously in our actions of trying to recover and share our recovery with others. It's it 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 amazes me every morning that I dial in that there's going to be all your voices on this line. And um, that's a miracle. For me, that's a miracle, and I don't take lightly. And um, just reading this paragraph, um, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we discovered a common solution. You know, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's like against logic in my head, you know. People don't get along so easily. I mean, the best of us and, and, and people that friends and family members or community people. I mean, there's always disagreements. There's always different opinions. There's always a constant, you know, either resentment, frustration, who knows, that we can find a common solution and we can absolutely agree on it and have harmonious action. That's, that's just, that's like, that's just higher power, you know, left to our own resources, left to my own resources if I step away from this program and for a day or so don't connect in or don't reach out or don't share what I have, it's immediate. I go into isolation. I go into resentment. I can easily find reasons to be anxious, fearful. I mean, especially today. And it's, it's just a draw. It's the normal where I go to. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a paragraph so filled with Awareness, gratitude, um, encouragement, you know, there's this common solution once shared in this format, online, on Zoom, reaching out, phone calls, that creates a different outcome. And that outcome is harmonious. It's like, wow, you know, that's, that's like you can't buy that with money. You, there's nothing out there that has more value than that. Isn't that at the end of the day, what I seek is relationships with people, with myself, peace, serenity, and this is where it, and this is how it can be found, you know. So um, as clear as it is in my head, though, I still have to pray every day for the willingness to do this one day at a time and to show up and to share it and to practice it and to just also be human in it and to hold on to my higher power. And it's you know, the best recipe for the ultimate way of living, even in the chaos that, you know, we're facing so much uh, challenging, chaotic. uh, Thank you. Existence at the moment. And yet there could still be peace and serenity within all that. That's a miracle. And for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to every one of you and my higher power for the gift every day. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky. Okay, Katie G, you're up, followed by Irene B. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for taking the meeting. Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. So, you know, what was my common solution? Food, uh, anorexia, bulimia, exercise bulimia, my weight. And so this book is telling me now that the tremendous fact is that for each and every one of us, you don't need a, a special qualification. But for each and every one of us, there is a common solution, and it tells me what the common solution is. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, and the confession of shortcomings that this process requires for its successful consummation. And I've been thinking about brotherly and harmonious action. And, uh, you know, for me today, that means I'm, I'm no longer a warring big book theologian. 
uh, as one of my mentors talked about, like I have been taken from the scrap heaps of anorexia, bulimia, and given a life that I, I did not, I don't deserve. Um, it's beautiful and it's tremendous, and yet every day, I have to look at the um, self-searching, leveling of my pride, confession of shortcomings. I can say I'm recovered. But that's contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. You know, and I'm not here to say there is, um, I think it's important to remember, I love this meeting, um, and it is a healthy Overeaters Anonymous meeting, carrying the message in a big book, right? Like, there's no vision for you, sponsor. There's no vision for you, program. We are just blessed by some people that transmitted God and, and found this book and said, hey, let's put a meeting together and let's, and let's, um, Let's talk about it. Let, let's, let's help others. Like, thank you, God, that they did that, right? But, you know, I, um, for years, I, I think I just, I wanted to be um, different from Overeaters Anonymous. I didn't want to settle back into OA. I thought, you know, Vision for You has this special thing. But let us just be with Overeaters Anonymous. We are an Overeaters Anonymous meeting, and we have a message of depth and weight to carry to those who still suffer. And I, you know, I every day, you know, what does it mean to take my seat at this Vision for You meeting? Like, I am a recovered woman today, and for today, I'm not eating. Am I, am I willing to practice the willingness to bear discomfort? Am I willing to allow God to humble me enough to remember, okay, Katie, you did your step 10 yesterday and you saw yet again, you don't process reality. You're not just a human. This isn't Get Human Anonymous. If this was Get Human Anonymous, my husband would be here. He processes reality. I do not, right? Like a lack of power, that is my dilemma. I can't change my thinking. But with God and with all of you, entire abstinence and these 12 steps, I can learn how to be in the world as an addict, not just a human, but as an addict. And that brings us together and unifies us as a healthy OA meeting. And thank God I get to live today one day at a time because of this solution that was penned by Bill and God so many years ago. So I'm just grateful to be with all of you. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie G. Irene B., you're up, followed by Lita C. And that may be all we have. So share, share F and sure F and Patty F. You may have to wait for the second hour. Go ahead, please, Irene. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I am Irene B., a very grateful, recovered bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, I love what this paragraph talks about a harmonious action and brotherly and harmonious action is like we are unified in our goal to stop eating compulsively, to stop hurting ourselves with food. And uh, for the longest time, I didn't want to say that I was a recovered bulimic because I do not have emotional sobriety. I have come a long, long way, and I am far from there yet. I'm still light years away from emotional sobriety. But the other day, my sweet daddy God, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the universe, opened my eyes and enable me to see that there are many, many 12-step programs. And this 12-step program is about food. 
and the problems that I have with food. So with regard to the food, I am recovered because it's been three years and seven months since I last binged and purged. And that is a miracle. And this program of action, I used to think that meant that I had to be all things to all people because that was the programming that I had, that my role in life was to be of service to everyone else. And I did not matter. What my needs were, were irrelevant. So this program of action, I just thought it meant work yourself to the bone. (laughs) And that is not what it's about. What I'm discovering that the program of action, for me, what it means is that I reach out to my daddy God. I reach out to God for help to carry me through. And that's a big thing to do because I have learned to connect to the power. But when things get rough, I push him out of the driver's seat and put me back on the driver's seat. And that is no way to handle life. But that's what I do when I'm on automatic, when I'm on panic, on panic, when my my automatic prehistoric brain systems are at work is, okay, take control. And that is the action for me, to not take control, to stay connected. Okay, I read you about time, please. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Pass. Okay, and Lita C., we have time for two minutes. Please. Thank you. Good morning. This is Lida C. in Florida, a recovering, grateful, um, compulsive overeater. Uh, I'm new to sharing, uh, but I'm privileged to do so, so thank you. Um, this paragraph, uh, what stood out to me was the word discovered. That discovery thought brought me to the uh, thinking about the escape rooms that are so much of a trend where there's a group of people together in that dark room that have to absolutely agree in order to find a way out. Um, The next thing that struck me was the word harmonious. And it kind of reminded me of when I listened to the Beatles or a group that really hits right on the harmony. And I get that ah feeling um, that I used to get from the food. Um, uh, Next I got was the praise. Um, So many different types of um, uh, faithful people come to worship Uh, to share the good news, Um, and we're so blessed to have this book to share the good news of the way of living. Uh, It allows me to carry the message and the way of life. Uh, That spiritual awakeness and awareness and awakeness, (laughs) awareness and experience that, uh, that I get is like an ace of spades, and it trumps anything that the world has to challenge me with. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, I hope to be a part of this group for uh, many days to come. God bless. I'll pass. Thank you so, thank you so much, Lida C. Okay, so we've come to the end of our time. Um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, November 16th, 2020, 7 a.m. meeting is 15,793. That's 15793.
And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Craig F. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I will. This is Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.